good to go. Welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly international land education talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling and ownership, especially for real estate agents and realtors. Hey, learn from the expert, guys. This is free land education, hard to find out there. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell. I'm an accredited land consultant with Land Pro Real Estate, along with my co-host, Teresa Martin, and my business partner, who's out selling land before the sun sets, buying and selling homes, land and farms in western Piedmont, North Carolina, or Southern Virginia. Just give us a shout. We'll help you out. Our office is at 207 East Main Street in downtown Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. Our company website's www.mylandpro.com, mylandpro.com. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and members, and our national site is www.rli, Realtors Land Institute, land.com, rliland.com. Now, if you're engaged in buying or selling land farms, Make sure you go to this website anywhere in the country. We have over 2,000 members, and we have a little over 650 accredited land consultants like myself, which is a very prestigious designation we'll be talking about here later because we know how to save you money, and we know how to make you more money if you're, if you're selling. We know how to play the game. So make sure you check that site out. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors this morning, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land, LandHub.com is the place to be. And Acre Value, if you're looking to find out what your neighbor's property sold for, see acrevalue.com. So our guest this morning is Sam Bowers. Hey, Sam, good morning. Good morning, Lou. How are you? Well, I'm great. Welcome to our show. We're excited to Thank you, sir. hear your presentation this morning. Uh, you are the accredited land consultant, like myself. Uh, you're the president of Bowers and Burns. And where, where's your office? Where are you calling from? I'm in Noonan, Georgia, just uh, southwest of Atlanta. Southwest of Atlanta. So you're getting in the foothills of the Appalachians a little bit, rolling rolling topography there? We're in the Piedmont part of Georgia. The uh, We have our terrain where where it's playing out. The Appalachian is playing out in the western part of our county. I got you. So it's coming to an end there. Well, it's in my backyard. I'm in the Piedmont, too, so <laughs> I understand. So uh, Sam has been a real estate business since 1988 and earned his accredited land consultant designation in 2002. I think you got yours about the same time I did mine. Um, I think so. Down in Orlando, Florida, when they stole my Jeep. <laughs> he and his business partner, <laughs> Bernie Burns, founded Bowers and Burns Real Estate Company around 2003, as you mentioned, located in Newman, Georgia. Burns specializes in farms, land, timber land, recreational land, which is hot, traditional land, as well as horse farms, pasture land, equestrian estates, and property for commercial development. Sam was born as a generation farmer and cattleman. He studied agriculture economics at the University of Georgia, Go Dogs. And uh, actually, it's one of my favorite schools, believe it or not. Hold on one second. I'm having a little technical difficulty here. All right, we're getting there. And uh, Abram Baldwin Agriculture College. Tell me about that school. I'm not familiar with it. ABAC is a uh, it's a large land grant school that's in the University of Georgia system, but it is uh, always been focused focused on agriculture. My okay. father went there in the 40s. Uh, school's been around for a long time, and it's, it's one of the leading ag schools in Georgia. So you also remember the Kawita? Kawita? Is that how you spell that? Kawita. 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 County Caliban's Association. How large your organization there? You know, our local organization here, there's, we've probably got about 100 members. Wow. Uh, and uh, statewide, there's, there's probably several thousand members uh, as the Georgia Cattlemen's Association. Okay. I've had uh, the uh, president of the uh, Texas Cattlemen Association and also interviewed one in California. So uh, maybe we'll get one of, your, one of your buddies on and talk about your association and help promote that for you. Sure. They support the local community by serving the Kawita Kawiti. Kawita. Kawita. <laughs> Sorry, Bayette Trust Operation Roundup. What's that about? 
Our local power co-op, um, they started several years ago. Um, it's called Operation Roundup. You can take your bill and round it up to the next dollar. It's, it's pennies. Uh, if your bill's uh, $200 and uh, five cents. They round it up to $201 and you donate 95 cents. And so we've, we built up that fund and we uh, help members within our, our service area for the power company. Uh, plus we help support uh, organizations within our service area also by just people donating pennies. Wow, every what, month. A great, yeah, what a great program. Great idea. County Farm Bureau is the current president as well as the uh, Coite County Board of Zoning Appeals. Well, you're a busy fella. And, uh, and then you also work with the County Impact Fee Advisory Committee. Sam was named Realtor of the Year, which is well-deserved, by the newman Coite County Board of Realtors. And that's quite an honor. He served 2006 as president of the newman Coite Board of Realtors. He's also a member of the Georgia Association of Realtors and Georgia MLS. 2003, Sam was named Georgia Land Realtor Year by the Georgia Chapter of Realtors. I've been honored by that award twice over my decades of, <laughs> of participation. It's a great, great honor. And you are now serve as the uh, president for the Georgia Chapter of Realtors Land Institute in 2017 and serves as the Georgia Chapter RLI Treasurer. And I've been secretary and treasurer since 1998, other than the two years I served as president. So it keeps me in that in that category. Probably the longest serving one in the country. Sam has served at following committees, Realtors Land Institute, at the national level, Budget and Finance Committee, Government Affairs Committee, National Land Conference Task Force. Sam is currently serving as our national president-elect. So you're coming up to be the big dog pretty soon of our Realtors uh, yes, Land sir. Institute. I actually get installed next week. Yeah, you the do. Yeah. So um, we've got our annual land conference we can talk about coming up uh, in March, and that's an annual event. What This is, what, our 20th year now, or what year? Where are we there? Uh, that sounds right. I think we're about 20 years in now. Yeah. It, um, it's uh, March 10th and 13th, so it's just been going on for a while, and we're looking forward to doing it again next year. Yeah, go to that, uh, go to that RLI chapter uh, website, www.rliland.com. And uh, and join us. Uh, you don't really have to be a realtor to do it, but uh, we, if, if you want to be around some of the best in the best, uh, we're probably, hopefully, we'll set the record and go over what we did. We were just a hair under 500 last year in, in Denver, so uh, and and sponsors out the Wazoom. We got some of the best sponsors in the world. Lifetime resident Newman, Georgia, holding real estate license in multiple states. What states are you licensed in, Sam? I'm licensed in Georgia and Alabama. Alabama. Okay. You're right there. Nearby. I'm like North Carolina and Virginia is in my backyard. Sam was a has a vast knowledge of current market values and strives to secure the best sales purchase prices for his clients, as we all strive to do, whom he also assists in such areas as finance, leasing, and land management. So you guys do a little land management, too. Uh, we do. We do. So... Let's get into the nuts and bolts of some of the things we've discussed off off air. Um, tell me a little bit about your company, how many people, uh, type of products you sell, um, anything you want to talk about. Bowers and Burns, we're we're a small uh, company, uh, and we've intentionally kept it small. Um, we, my partner and I, worked together for ten years in a pre with a previous company before we started this company in '03. We currently have. Uh, 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 three other active agents that are with us. Um, two of them are uh, RLI members, that's F.D. Bell and uh, Elaine, Elena, Elena Stanfield. Um, and we all, it is primarily focused on land. Uh, we do some industrial and commercial, but it is primarily transitional land and recreational timber land. Uh, we work south of uh, I-20, uh, which is the north, which is the east-west highway going across Georgia. So we work in the southwestern central part of Georgia, um, and uh, then we do some work for some of our um, 
larger clients in Alabama on recreational timberland along the state line. Um, we have um, intentionally stayed small because we felt like that's given us an advantage, especially service, servicing our clients. Well, plus your specialty, too, uh, you know, yes. specializing in yeah. land and farms. Uh, you know, it's amazing how some of the big organizations, not to mention names, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, have 300 agents in an office, and they may not have one person that has any exposure to land education. Right. Uh, it's, uh, we got to work on this education thing. <laughs> I'm working on it. So, I understand. Uh, but... Uh, so how has how the, the marketing changed over the past 30 years? And that's a big, big window right there. That's a very big window. I, I tell people when uh, I first I followed my father in the real estate business. My father was a, a rancher, uh, managed a rest in Charlotte cattle ranch. Uh, and then we, we, we dairied, we farmed, and, and he got in the real estate business back in the 70s to help support his farming habit. And so I followed him in it, and, and starting in the real estate business compared to what it is now is is, is night and day. Um, you know, it, it's it's bad to date yourself when you remember when we first got cell phones. Sure. We thought it was a great thing. We had a pager, and then when fax machines came along. But, you know, the biggest thing is is the technology and mapping, uh, going from geodetic paper maps uh, that I had a whole collection for this part of Georgia for many years, and now it's all on my phone. Um, the marketing has is, is really shifted. Um, to me, it's become more uh, consumer targeted. We can target our marketing to specific uh, groups of people and to people that are, are, are in the region that are most likely the buyers for our, our land. Um, where in the past, I, we didn't have that ability because it was all print ad. Um, our Starting out, our, our biggest ads every Sunday was a big real estate section in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which is the main pa uh, paper in Atlanta. And now I don't even think that section even exists anymore uh, in that paper. So it, it has really shifted with technology from an ad standpoint and from the tools that we can use in our, our work every day now. Sounds, sounds familiar. Uh, I remember uh, uh, we used to have to drive to the courthouse in the counties we served, and uh, I'm kind of between two right on the line there. So it's about 25 minutes to either one, and you go down in the basement to the mapping office, and you go to a filing cabinet, and you pull out the uh, person's property card there, alphabetical by owners. So you better know the owner's name. <laughs> and, of course, some of them, you know, they might be 50 cards because they own a lot of property. So you pull it out, and it's got a reference to a uh, to a mylar kept in a vertical uh, upright uh, container. And you go over and you pull out the mylar that represents that tax map. And if you got a large track, you may have to pull out two or three of them and sandwich them together later. And then you'd hand it to the mapping guy, and he would sandwich that with a piece of photographic yellow paper and run it through a blue light. And next thing you know, you got a blueprint of the uh, aerial map of the time, uh, which may be dated. Uh, and uh, like I said, then you'd bring it back, and I had a big picture window, and I'd take that and get the Corps of Engineers uh, uh, topography maps and put them uh, uh, behind the, uh, the uh, aerial map and take a pencil and spend a lot of time drawing topo maps on the paper to represent, represent the property. Uh, you know, we'd... We had DOS computers, uh, you know, and you would uh, input the MLS uh, furnished a format, so you'd input the information in there, and then you'd take a Polaroid picture, and I don't ever know why, but you'd mail it to uh, Winston as our domicile, and uh, once a week you'd go to Winston and pick up your MLS book and bring it back, and when a client would come in, want to know what's for sale. Uh, it wasn't on the computer. It was in the book. And then once a quarter, yep. you go down, you pick up a comp book of the sales to uh, so you could analyze, and uh, and uh, and and it, it was just you know it's just the way it was. And clients weren't as sophisticated then, and you know there wasn't aerial maps. People put a sign up; they didn't know if it was one acre or fifty acres. And uh, you know now you got the 
I always put aerial topo maps and all the information right there on the side. I let the sign sell the property. And I sell stuff four and five hours away from my office. So, anyway, our guest today is Sam Bowers. This is Let's Talk Land. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Land Hub. Are you looking to buy or sell land? Landhub previews thousands of properties nationwide. That's landhub.com and AcreValue. If you want to know who owns the field down the road or what it sold for last year, the best place to go is research land, and it's all free is acrevalue.com. So these technologies that are out there, you know, even social media today, even this show, uh, Kevin May, my buddy for many years, got him involved in RLI a long time ago who's one of our sponsors, Land Hub. Uh, he does all the back office for this show, and, uh, you know, uh, we send it to him, and, and uh, they uh, put it on the master website and Spotify and Podbean, and then they do all the social media promoting you and your show, which will come, be coming up. And, uh, right. That the, the marketing reaches, I mean, this is an international show. Uh, we have the uh, Simple Radio app that you can put down, uh, download, and you can listen to this show. Uh, every Saturday morning from uh, 10 to 11 a.m. anywhere in the world. And we've done several international shows, Australia and Brazil and Germany and, I don't know, several places around uh, what's going on out there. But, uh, you know, cool. big, big Brother's got us. I mean, uh, every, time you, <laughs> every time you pick up that cell phone, they know where you are, what you're doing, what you're buying. How many hours you sleep? What medicines you take? And who your girlfriend is? So, yep. But do you think so that's true. do you think that's helping or helping our our industry? Do I feel like that is? Yeah. Is it easier to, to find buyers and sellers today? I know. You know, it's easier to track people down, and it's. Uh, I think you. It, it's all. You can target your marketing. Um, I think in a in a more it's not as large of a shotgun blast as it used to be. I think it can be more rifled, uh, precise marketing on certain types of property that that can be adv- advantageous. Uh, but that street goes both ways because Google knows everything about us. Right. You know, in the old days, I don't know if I was the first, but. Uh, I, I can go back many years. I used to send out letters. You know, I'd pull up the tax card in and, and the area and say, wow, look, that's a vacant farm over there. Uh, and, I, you know, maybe drive by it and see the old farmhouse running down and fields growing up and good timber on it and, you know, potential cultivated fields. And, you know, I'd send them a letter. And uh, I had one lady uh, that uh, called me up, and she said, I've got this property. It was actually over a million-dollar farm. And uh, she said, uh, I got your letter three years ago. And uh, she said, I just have magnets on my refrigerator, and I just took your letter and, and put the magnet up there on the letter. And she said, I decided to sell it now. <laughs> so it's crazy how this stuff works. But now you talk to people and they say, well, I just got five letters from realtors wanting to sell my property. And then you got these, oh, yeah. low, these low ballers out there that's calling everybody and offering like 10 cents on the dollar, you know, with the, with the contract you sign this and we'll send you send you a certified check ready right. ready to go but i don't know uh I, I think the the buyers that we're dealing with today you know land, land, see if you agree with me on this the difference to a person buying a home or a residence is totally different from a person that's buying land or farm or ranch if you're out west uh you know they already own a home, and uh, and this is this is money that they've earned. This is saved money, uh, investment money, uh, or they've sold their home and they want to buy something. But mostly that, and, and I find they're more sophisticated, and and I also find that that uh, there's not as many pieces in processing a land sale as there is in selling a residential. In fact, you may have heard me over the years yell out, "I hate land." I mean, I hate houses. Uh, which I do. I'm just, I mean, I do them, uh, happy to do them. But uh, h- how do you feel about that? Well, you know, I, I think there's, yes, there's definitely a difference um, in selling residential real estate compared to land real estate. Um, you know, I feel like that um, um, 
in some ways, we, we deal with a, what we classify as a lot of end users. Uh, and when I'm talking about an end user, someone that's buying land to live on, they're going to buy it and build a house on it, be right. it 100 acres or 5 acres or whatever. And um, so there are uh, more moving parts to that from soils anal- uh, analysis to uh, being able to be sure to get driveways. You know, one of the big things now is, is can I get internet? Uh, because of all the changes from working from home and all of our technology that's running off the internet, um, that's we used to never get asked that question, but now that's one of the first questions we get asked in, in certain areas: is what's the internet coverage here? Sure. I mean, what is my cell coverage here? So, uh, in that aspect, for end users, I do think that there's there's more moving parts to it. The majority of our buyers are recreational slash investors. Uh, type buyers that are this is not their first rodeo they you know they've bought and sold property before um, they're looking to uh, basically park money or make a long you know a long-term investment in, in timberland and um, so yeah there's, there's definitely a difference there um, we do a lot of our transitional land I mean you know the way I look at housing is is um, I grew up Starting down the real estate business, I'd tell anything. I didn't care. It was a doghouse. I mean, it was because I was trying to make a living. I had to eat. And, uh, um, you know, a large part of our business, be it recreational timberland or transitional land, it's all tied back to the housing market. It all ties back there to some way, shape, or form because a large majority of our recreational timber buyers are contractors or somehow tied into development or somehow tied into home building. So that comes back to you know how well a home's selling. Sure. Uh, the other is 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 um, uh, the people that are looking to buy land to build a home on. Odds are, if this is not their first home, we don't see many first-time home buyers doing this. So the odds are they're gonna you know, right now, our, our home market's very strong. So they're getting a good dollar for their their home sale to turn around and buy land to build their dream home or build more of an estate type home so um i do think there's differences uh i think knowledge is a big part of the land business um knowing the not just knowing the market but knowing what all is involved in developing property from a a recreation standpoint from a residential standpoint from uh, subdivisions just to have the knowledge to know how to represent because we're primarily i call us primarily a listing company we primarily are our landowner representation is what we do and so when we look at property we are trying to identify what's the highest and best use for it be it recreation be it transitional into residential or transitional into commercial whatever use and so the 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 land aspect of it has many different moving parts in itself. It's not necessarily home inspections and, and getting deals closed with all the things that are involved with homes. I think all the moving parts a lot on our end are involved in being able to identify the highest and best use for a piece of property um, and then how to market that and be able to identify what those mar- who that market is and where they're at. Well, you also got in rural areas, you've got the well and septic because uh a lot of places, I don't yeah. know in your market, if you got county infrastructure, and I doubt you have sewer in infrastructure. That's very expensive. In fact, my right. understanding is uh, a sewer system is about 80% uh, of the cost. And, of course, water go up and down a hill. Sewer system, you got to put lift stations uh, to right. keep, keep the stuff moving. And it's very expensive to do. But, uh, you know, sometimes that, that becomes a problem, perkability or uh, matching that. Uh, depending on what what area you're in, your soil types, and what the requirements are. But uh, interesting, in our market, uh, we now allow the soil scientists to write the permits for the county, which I don't understand why they haven't been doing that for years, because the counties are, in the past have gotten 10, 12, 14 weeks uh, behind on doing a simple perk test and uh, lose business because uh, some people say, well, I'll just go to another area. But uh, hopefully that'll resolve some of that. Can your source well, scientists do that there? We don't have the, you know, getting a, 
in our area, because of Atlanta, we're in a very transitional uh, area. So our engineers, our soil scientists are, you know, they're, they're, they themselves, not counting the county, um, you know, they're multiple weeks out because they're so far behind. Right. Um, an example of, of time, and this goes back to where you were talking about the, you know, your differences in residential and land business. We work in a county that is, it from the time, because of us doing a lot of transitional land, from the time we are representing a farmer or a landowner and selling a track of land to a developer, for a residential developer, in this one county, by the time they contract to buy, before that developer has a product they can sell, it's two years. Yeah, been there, done that. The permitting process and all the moving parts that have got to be done, it takes two years to get a product. So it goes back to another thing of knowing, having some knowledge of being able to, you know, educate our sellers to say, you know, this is not going to be a fast process. This is going to take time. And at this point, these developers should be able to close because they have to get to a certain point in their permitting process to be able to get uh, bank financing. So it's it is a slow process, especially in this in our in our area of, of not only governmental but just getting the people, the engineers, and the scientists because they're all so busy. Yeah, well, that's pretty typical in commercial property. Um, you know, yeah, uh, that's why you know if you. And I've done, I've done, I don't know, I never counted over 80 rural subdivisions, and I've done the typical lot subdivision, um, and one of them I got down, we had a million dollars in the ground, 36 lots, and uh, uh, and uh, only thing we need needed was a signature on the plat from the planning board director. And of course, they only meet once a month. And I go there all anxious, right. getting ready to get it signed. They don't have a quorum. Well, Mr. Jewell, come back yeah. next month. Well, come back next month, uh, Mr. Jewell. I'm sorry, we, we still don't have a quorum. And the third time I went, I said, "Look, guys, this is enough. Come on, signature." Well, we got to have a quorum. I said, "Well, get a daggum quorum." Well, there's a lady that's been wanting to be on our committee. I said, "Well, get her tail over here, swear in, and sign this daggum thing." And they did, thank God. But I, you know, I had enough of that. So, in our area, we have what's called a 10-acre rule. So when you do a subdivision, rural subdivision. As long as you say 10 acres or more, you don't even talk to the government. If they step on your land, say, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? And then you could do some minor, less than 10 acre, like uh, road frontage lots, you know, acre minimum, uh, two, five, six, depending on the uh, topography and the features. So uh, that's what I specialize in. And, uh, and I create inventory. People say they're not making land anymore. I said, hell, I've been making it for years. Because we have a store, in my opinion, Sam, you know, just a re retail store. And on my shelf, I've got the one acre, the three acre, the five, the tens, the twenties, the thirties, blah, blah, blah. And at certain times, you'll run out of the, the more uh, desirable tracks that we sell, the 10, the 20, the 30 acre tracks. And, uh, and so now I go create them. I go buy a 200 acre track of land and I'll make, you know, uh, several tens and twenties and 30 acre tracks and put that inventory back up there. So I, I've really enjoyed doing that. And uh, it's been very successful. Do you guys what? What's your rules down there on your rural subdivision? It it all varies by county. Okay. Um, everything has to have, no matter lot size, plats have to be approved and signed off on before they can be recorded in all in this part of Georgia. Um, but it, you know, some counties, the, the closer in you get to Atlanta, the more rules you have to play by. Sure. Uh, some counties, if you stay, you know, five acres and larger, you can exempt a lot of them, but you still have to do preliminary plats. Uh, you have to have um, um, site distances and everything verified as far as uh, driveway placement. Uh, and then you get a little further out, and it's basically, you know, we're working in one county where as long as we stay 20 acres and up, we just send them a plat and they sign off on it right. when we, when we, cause this is primarily working for timber companies or timber, timber investment funds that we will subdivide large timber tracks. And we usually try to stay 20 to 25 acres and up and 
by doing that, basically preliminary plat, I mean, uh, having the plat signed before recording and approved by the zoning and planning department of these counties is all we have to do. Our guest today is Sam Bowers. This is Let's Talk Land. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors, LandHub.com. View thousands of properties for sale on LandHub.com. And AcreValue, if you want to know the person who owns the land down the field down the road and what it's sold for, the best place to research it, and it's all free on that site, AcreValue.com. And I tell you, they got a whole lot more stuff, too. You know, let's talk about the Realtors Land Institute. We've both been active members and participated in different functions and, uh, and, and at the national level and also at our state chapter level. Uh, I think, what, we have like 18 chapters now, is that right? I can't ever keep up. I think up. that's right. Okay. And we're looking to expand that. But yes. they, absolutely. Uh, but uh, I got my license in 96, and, and, of course, I was in a rural area, and, and George Munford, we'll give him a shout-out, who's our oldest member. He was actually a member before uh, we were called the Realtors Land Institute. And uh, he said, uh, why don't you come to a course? Uh, we got a course on subdivisions, and Ned Massey from Virginia is going to be teaching it. And uh, so I did in 97, and after that I joined uh, RLI in 98 in our chapter, and here I sit. But, uh, you know, we are of the National Association of Realtors. We're probably one of the smallest organizations in terms of members, but I think we serve our industry uh, uh, very well uh, because everything starts with land, from the land up. Uh, and uh, we're professional organizations. We have multiple classes, uh, two-day courses, 16 hours. These are tested because we're, uh, we're striving to get that prestigious ALC designation. Like I said, there's, I think we've gone over, what, 650 ALCs, and, and, um, and, um, and these are, we can talk about some of these classes. Uh, I teach the Land 101 class that came out in 2003, and our chapters, uh, uh, and we're, we're pretty much self-taught. I think most of our instructors are accredited land consultants, quite frankly. And, um, well, that is one of our requirements that our instructors be practitioners. Right. So that is one thing that makes RLI a little different. And to uh, the ALCs right now, we're at 676 ALCs. All right. I know I've written a bunch of letters here in the last year or two. We had the uh, fast track in Greensboro, and I taught the Land 101 class, and I think there was 54 in the class, and I think I've written like 30 letters. Uh, the ones that's achieved all of their requirements, and of course they have to two it have to have two ALCs sponsor them before it goes to the ALC committee, and then goes to the um, the board for final approval. So that that's congratulations, that's outstanding, and it's really picked uh, it's, up over the last year or two, hasn't it? I mean, I remember when we only had has, 900 members. Our whole pro, uh, I mean, we've had a spurt of growth. I mean, currently, as you know, as of Today we're right at 2,000 members uh, of our in RLI on, nationally. Um, you know we picked up this year alone in 2003 uh, over 300 first-time RLI members. Wow! Um, and like I said, you know we've got a, a total currently of 676 ALCs. Um, we've uh, been able to award 83 ALCs. Uh, this year through October. So, I mean, there's there's a there's a want for knowledge. Um, there's a, uh, a a need for knowledge, and um, you know we're we're trying to develop these courses and, and maintain these courses to keep them very relevant, and we're constantly updating them um, to make them the best land education courses that that are out there. And so, I think our growth. And membership uh, and in the number of ALCs has shown that people are, are, are wanting their, that knowledge is the life that the moth is flocking to. Hey, in your opinion, um, who's the perfect candidate to join RLI and be a member? Uh, I mean, what, what, what would you say would be, because uh, there's a lot of, you know, in the last couple of years, we've seen this incredible migration uh, around the country from one area to another area for whatever reason. Uh, but in these rural areas, I know in mine, I'm sure in yours, we're getting people from all over the country. I can't keep a listing. Uh, I've had as many as 218, believe it or not, because I had subdivisions. 
uh, and normally I keep anywhere from 40 to 60 listings, and I'm down to like six right now, <laughs> and I saw one of them today. So, well, you know, I, I think that um, what we have noticed to try to come up with a, a typical person that's coming to our lie is we're seeing people that, and, and a lot of this depends on the region of the country they're in. We're right. seeing people that are coming from ranching and farming ag backgrounds. We are seeing uh, people that are joining us that are coming from a residential background that maybe started in the residential selling houses and, and have gotten more involved in the land business part of it and are in wanting to um, expand their knowledge of that. Um, you know, I, I think RLI is, um, there's, there's a great network of people there that, um, our knowledge base is not just the knowledge in our classes, but it's the knowledge of our members to where, uh, I have RLI members call me to ask me questions about specific deals they're doing or, sure, and I, and too. I've done the same thing as, a, yeah. uh, as an RLI member in, in Alabama by the name of Fletcher Major, an ALC that's been, he was one of my instructors. He may have been one of yours, Luke. Uh, I had two, two, been around two forever classes. and I have, I know I can pick up the phone and I can call Fletcher and, and ask uh, bounce ideas of uh, or, or uh, problems I'm facing in a deal, and I know I'll get an answer from it. And so, um, you know, I think people are seeing that, and their our membership has always been very um, open and receptive of new members, and um, I, I think that's a that's a big benefit RLI has. Yeah. It's not just our education it's not just the networking of marketing and stuff but it's that knowledge base of members that have been in this for a long time that they'll answer your they'll take your call they'll they'll help you walk through a deal that um so you know i think that's a big benefit so I, I think our members i don't know if there is a the perfect rli person that is gonna this is the person that needs to be in rli because I mean, land business is so different in this country. I mean, yeah. it's different in the southeast than it is from the northeast. It's different in the Midwest where all the ag is, and then you get out west in the ranches. And so it is so different that I think our membership is pretty diverse, and and, uh, and it is it is very diverse spread across the country. And our growth is, over the last couple of years, we've noticed, has come not from one particular area, but it's basically coming from all over the country. Yeah, I've seen that too. And, you know, one thing that I tell people, you know, especially our land conference, it's a family reunion. And I don't know a selfish, a selfish bone in an organization. I don't know one person I couldn't pick up the phone right now, like you say, whether they've got a lot of experience or whatever. I do a lot of referrals. You know, somebody will call me up and say, hey, I just inherited some land out in Wyoming. I have no idea. I don't want it. What should I do? Just like I started the radio show off. If you're buying or selling involved in a land transaction, you definitely want to try to get an RLI member, whether they have their ALC or not, because we are a national network, unprecedented, unlike the real estate residential market. I don't even think the commercial market networks like we do. Maybe they do, uh, but uh, it's something to be proud of, and that's what makes us so unique and so strong. Uh, everything starts from land. It's everything. Uh, and, and the other point, that I've observed is there's no land education out there uh, when we go to real estate school. And I can prove that by this radio show and interviewing ALCs all over the country for the last six years, asking them, for example, I have a four-hour CE class called Introduction to Land Brokerage. I've been teaching, uh, I own and been teaching now for, what, six years, I think, seven. And, um, and I'm finding out that's the only class in the country that you can get seed credit in that state. And it, it, it just blows my mind. And then even in North yeah. Carolina, we have 180 hours provisional and then another 90 hours. And during the 90 hours, they're broken up in three 30-hour segments. They'll throw a slide up that says, land is the most complicated of all real estate transactions. And then you ask the instructor, well, why is that? And they go, well, it just is. Uh, you know, I've even offered the commission to, you know, to teach the instructors that's teaching that course you know, there's 11 types of easements, there's this, so blah, blah, blah. 
just you know that there's a, just a lot to it. Lot, I, and I'm still learning. Uh, this show, it's unbelievable the knowledge that's uh, out there and all the different things and carbon credits and wind and soil and uh, it's 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 just it doesn't end. Uh, so anyway. Can you want to well, go? I, like the the whole thing with with education, it, it is. You know that that's what brought me to RLI. Um, me too. Back in the late eighties and early nineties, I just happened to see an ad for RLI in a, I think it was the Georgia Association of Realtors magazine in the back of it, and when I started digging into it, I, I started figuring out these classes and, and that the RLI was offering. And, and so the education aspect is, is what got me involved in it back in the, the late 80s. So, um, you know, I think that if we see this a lot in, in the young young people, we've got a lot of young, new members, and, and those people are, they are hungry for education. Yes. Um, and it's, there's, yes, there's not much of it out there uh, from a land standpoint. I can't, got find, your, I can't find anything. Your CCIM courses and commercial courses that, that are they're great classes. I've taken all of them. And, um, but they're, they're different than what ours are. Sure. And, I, and I think the other thing that, and I've said this earlier, is, is a big difference in our classes are, is that our instructors are, they're in it every day. They work in it. They make a living selling real estate. Sure. They make a living selling land. And so they, to me, that is, that's a much, um, that's a much stronger teacher, in my opinion, of someone that can not only teach you how to do these things, but they're in it. And so their war stories are real stories, and they're probably from the week before. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think that's a big difference. Yeah, a good percentage of my class is not only my sharing my experience, but engaging the students, because you'll have students in there have a whole lot more experience than I do that just want the ALC, and making right. sure they have an opportunity to share with the young ones, and, and the young ones, they have some more stories, too, out there that uh, are examples, and I think that, that uh, that's how you learn, uh, by example. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah. uh, you don't have, do you have to be a realtor to Join our line, take our classes. Can't anyone take our classes? I know I've anyone had... can take the classes. Uh, matter of fact, I have met people that that um, they took the classes just to get the knowledge. Right. They're they're they could be real estate investors. Yep. Uh, they could be real estate portfolio managers, uh, and they are not licensed practitioners. So you to to take the classes, you do not have to be licensed no. to be a member, um, and and to be a full member of RLI, then yes, you do need to be a licensed agent and be a realtor. Yeah, not a real estate agent. There's a difference. There's, you have to be a yeah. realtor, member of the National Association of Realtors. And then, and then um, uh, for those that are not realtors but are professionals, uh, they're allowed to join and get their ALC, for example, a forester, a certif uh, certified forester. Uh, or, we do uh, have some fast-track uh, avenues that are tied in with farm managers, uh, um, foresters, um, those those dip, the type of people that are actually involved in the land industry. Yes. Can you name who those are, off the top of your head? <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot here, President Elect. You are putting me on the spot because I know <laughs> the uh, the farm managers and Prazers. Uh, the certified foresters and Prazers. What was what Yeah, Prazers. Appraiser industry and appraisers, yeah, because um, and and there's two more, and I'm I'm drawing a blank. I can't on think what of them are. either, but that's fine. You go to our website www.rliland.com, uh, and and it's got all the information about our classes. Uh, we have live classes, which I totally prefer because the networking, the relationship building will last you a lifetime. Uh, sitting here in your home or office, looking at a computer and a bunch of faces. Uh, it's not the same thing. It really isn't. It's good. Don't get me wrong, and that's where things are going. But if you can ever get a chance to take an actual live class or even a hybrid class, I've done one of those where I had the uh, 
the virtual and the live class combined, uh, which is real interesting. But uh, definitely uh, source those out. Uh, well, you know, a couple of other things I wanted to throw in there about RLI. Is one, you just gave out the website, the RLILand.com. Um, we are doing, and we do this annually, and you don't have to be a member to participate in this. But if you're in the land business and handling land transactions, we do a land market survey, a national one. Yep, it's incredible. And and so if you go to the RLILand.com and go to the resources and look at land market survey, fill out one. Because if you, if, if you participate in it, member or better. no member, you will get the data back. Yeah, it makes it better, and too. And so uh, I encourage everyone to, to, to go look at the RLI site, but also if you are in land sales and have done some land transactions in 2023, go to the land market survey and, and take a few minutes and fill that out. We also have some wonderful uh, podcasts on there, too. I know I participated when we first started. Oh, yeah, started. podcast. I was, you know, there's nothing I was going to throw out there that outside of the, the website and, and the, the podcasts are there. But, you know, if you become a member, some of the other things that we offer, we do a lot of webinars. Yep. And one thing that has been very successful this year are virtual roundtables, um, where basically I participated in one where we were, um, our topic, there was three ALCs. Uh, I want to say there was 25, it may have been close to 40. I don't remember the exact number, but it was it may be close to 40 people that were on this roundtable, and it was three of us were the, the panel. Uh, the topic on that particular one was uh, land agents' interaction with residential brokers. Interesting. Uh, and we did that when we've done highest and best use. There's been there's been a number of different ones, and that's something that will continue. And because of its success, those virtual roundtables will continue into 2024. Are those open um, outside of the membership? Is that for the public as well? Or is that strictly for members? No, that that's just for the membership. Yeah. And that's what we do at the land conference. We have the uh, breakouts and land tables. We'll have maybe 20, 25 different topics and have yep. a, a person in charge of that table, and you just move around and um, and have a roundtable discussion. And, boy, you talk about learning a lot of stuff and networking and building relationships. I think that's one of the, yeah, I mean, it that's can, one of the best parts it, of it. I've sat at some of those tables, and it was like drinking through a fire hose. Exactly. Uh, but it, but it's, that's the purpose, because to me, sure. the roundtables at, at the land conference and these virtual roundtables, they're not there to – answer all the questions but they're there to give a lot of knowledge and stimulate. to know yeah. what you need to be asking yeah. and, stimulate. and maybe yeah. picking up a, a bit here or a bit there that that you can apply that same you know you can apply to your business right then and because so, land's uh, so diversified all over the country you know that's uh, that's one of the opportunities in these forums is to uh, especially at the conference is you go around and pick the topics that relate to your business and you know Every time I go to a land conference, I come back and I make more money. I, I, I've never figured out why. Actually, I really know. <laughs> but it's crazy how, well, how it works. Well, speaking of land conference, Louisville, Kentucky, March the 10th through the 13th of 2024, uh, registration has opened. You do not have to be a member to attend. Uh, but the early registration will go, uh, you'll save about a hundred bucks to register now between now and December the 15th. Uh, we are, uh, actively working on planning the conference. We're setting up speakers. Matter of fact, I was in a meeting earlier today. We meet every month getting, we started several months ago, getting ready for this in March. And so, uh, we're getting our speakers in place and, and, uh, so I would encourage you if you're in the land business or thinking about getting in the land business, the, the land conferences, that'll give you an overview of the land business, not only just in your area, but all over the country, because it is very different all over the country. Yeah, it is. I've, I've been part of that committee years ago. I think the Fort Worth, Texas one we did, and I brought Mark Seelinger in from the Swamp School. Give him a shout-out. And Raleigh, uh, boy, uh, you talk about somebody's knowledge about wetlands and mitigation. Uh, there's 168 hydroponic plants and 
the uh, Corps of Engineers survey requirements and the mitigation banks, and uh, he has a school there, and uh, and I think he was one of the best speakers we had in terms of the response from the audience. And uh, when he made his, we should look at maybe getting him back. He's uh, got an incredible presentation that it really affects a lot of the country. Uh, wetlands are everywhere, so. Uh, Wotus is a uh, Wotus is a big issue. Yeah. Uh, and that's the uh, waters of the U.S. Yep, we got um, Russell Ridge. You know that, that's a that's a big part of RLI. That is, um, it's not as it's a lot bigger than than I knew until I became more involved on a national level. Is um, the uh, the briefs that we're involved in on a legislative point of view and and lawsuits and things dealing with WOTUS and um, deal, all kind of issues that are affecting property rights that are out there um, that our allies involved in because again we are the land people and so much of this stuff does circle back to how it's impacting the land and not only just the land but our landowners. Well, we got Russell Riggs who makes a presentation at every conference, and Dr. Dozer who also hopefully he's coming back again. He's always a highlight about the uh, past market and the future market. And he's, I tell you what, he, he hits it almost dead on every year, uh, not only identifying right. what he talked about the year before, but uh, projecting what the future's going to be, which helps us plan and, and kind of anticipate. But Russell Riggs is, um, is a lobbyist in Washington. Uh, he's a m member of the National Association of Realtors. He's also uh, assigned to uh, the land industry. And I have him on my show. He's been on more than anyone. After the conference, uh, I, I let him come on. We review his presentation on my show. And uh, it's a highlight for me anyway to not only know him, but uh, to uh, be more involved and, and, and know what's going on out there that affects our industry. So we are a huge lobby organization. And we get respect up there in Washington, I understand. So Yeah. When... When our NAR, the National Association of Realtors, is is over a million and a half members, right. and uh, it um, it's been interesting to watch the the strength of the of NAR work to protect property rights. Well, that's what it's all about, you know, the water rights. And then we had when the drones came out, that was a big issue, and you know, th there's a lot of stuff uh, that. Uh, that people in, uh, that are making decisions have no idea what they're making decisions about. And somebody's got to be a voice, and, and we are the voice of land. Uh, right. I think I coined that many, many years ago, and we used that, and I'm proud that they use it. But, you know, that's, we are the voice of land. Uh, uh, with about another four minutes here, uh, what's your plans for RLI, NAR, RLI, uh, and your tenure next year as our national president? <laughs> Mr. President. Well, I, I hope to continue on with what Luke has done. Luke has done, done he's a our great job. President, uh, and he's done a great job this year. Um, you know, our, our big push is um, we're in the process, and this will be an ongoing. This will go through me to Dan Murphy and probably all the way to Jeff Hurdle. I, and these are the, the guys that are behind me that will sure. be serving as president, is is our our focus on education yep. and uh, we're rewriting courses. We're updating courses um, is going to continue to be a strong push. The, the other part uh, that we're looking at and, and that we're committed to is it's really not only uh, adding uh, some new chapters in areas where we don't have chapters, but we have a, a good membership, but is, is supporting the chapters that we currently have. What, what are the new chapter areas, uh, Sam? So it's it's um, that's going to be our big focus is chapter support and and our and continuing to evolve our education. Um, so it's that's sort of what I'm looking at for next year. A lot of it is continuing what Luke has done and, and is doing, um, but I think that it's um, it's going to go beyond me because these are things that the the needs of the chapters and all and our courses are always going to be evolving. So um, I just want to keep the wheel moving in the right direction. Well, it's it's a it's a it's a tradition uh, that just keeps building, and it's state of the art. Uh, that's one thing about 
kudos to our staff. Hello, staff, Aubrey Corvinas and all up there in Chicago at NAR land. Uh, I think we probably have the best staff of all the NAR staffs. So I'm just being jealous, but I, I, they're the most responsive and the most dedicated people that, I, in terms of organization, I've been members of several over the years, and I, I just, I, they, they, their ability and their willingness to help and their knowledge too. Uh, it's uh, from the instructors, you know, we have to have every two years, we have to sit through a course and, and uh, to keep up with the new technologies and what's going on. And we'll be having one prior to the uh, conference coming up. I, I think I've already got my certification for the two years, but uh, you know, the instructors will be there earlier and, and going through 16 hours of, uh, you know, and this is all pro bono. I mean, it's, uh, this, this is uh, money that we invest in hopefully give back to stuff. So uh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud to be a member and always have been. And one thing that I wanted to point out that I missed, uh, that I've observed over the years is, uh, you know, I've noticed that, especially in some, in some of these larger firms, uh, like I mentioned a little bit, they don't have anyone that's really has uh, experts in land. So one thing that I push is uh, come get your ALC. I got several around the country. I've got uh, one in Asheville, there's 300 uh, agents in their firm, and there are four offices, I believe, and this particular person uh, got his ALC, I helped him mentor him, and, uh, and what happens is the agents, because of Code of Ethics, Article 11, which I'm going to brag about, I'm the one that introduced land uh, uh, into the Professional Standards Committee and got it included as a specialty, but uh, 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 the agents in the firm actually, when they have a land project, uh, they'll call him and and do an in-house referral. And this guy makes a living off of the referrals from his own company. He doesn't solicit business; it all comes through him, mostly just through referrals from his other agents. So, if you're an agent in a firm right now and you don't have someone in your firm that's uh, you know uh, knowledgeable about land and all the intricacies, uh, get involved in RLI and work on that ALC. Uh, you'll be greatly rewarded so yeah, I, I think it i think you're making a very good point there if you if you're willing to put the time in and, and earn that accreditation you're you'll get a financial return plus i, I think you'll i mean it, it's a it's a well-rounded return of what you would get back out of that the, the friendships that you will make um, that will last you basically the rest of your life. Sam, we're going to close it out here. Um, one okay. last statement from you, Mr. President-elect. Uh, what would you like to leave the audience with? And this could be personal for your company as well as RLI. So. Well, I wasn't expecting that question, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it, coming from an RLI standpoint, reaching out to uh, uh, agents that are in, in the real estate business, Take a look at us. We're not for everybody. We know that. Um, but um, if you are looking to get into the land business or have been in it for a good while, um, take a look at us. All right. Sam, how do they get in touch with you? Um, my uh, company website is bowersandburns.com. That's B-O-W-R-S-A-N-D-B-U-R-N-S.com. Or my uh, email address is sbowers at bowersandburns.com okay well you've been a great guest today and congratulations and we look forward to your leadership uh forthcoming and uh love to have you back on the show anytime for any reason so um we appreciate you sam uh thank you for joining yes, us thank today you. let us know how you like the show all questions and comments are welcome this show is for the public and most importantly for real estate agents who do not have a source of land education all of our shows can be found on the master website, www.letstalkland.net. That's .net. Also, you'll find us on Spotify and Podbean. My email is lou, L-O-U, at mylandpro.com, lou at mylandpro.com. My cell phone number is 336-669-1405. Our company website is www.mylandpro.com. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors, landhub.com view thousands of properties for sale at landhub.com and landhub.com is 
to sell your land, land of your dreams. Kevin does a good job, and he just updated it. I think it's the fastest land website out there with his, his understanding from his uh, uh, promotion that he's doing now. And acre value, I can't say a whole uh, a lot of stuff, but good. Uh, if you want to know who owns the field down the road or what it sold for last year, the best place to research land that's all free is acre value.com. Ronnie, how do they get in touch with us here? Well, Lou, they can go to our website, go to WKTE1090.com, and also they can download the simple radio app and hear us anywhere in the world. How about oh, that? I thought it was a universe. Is well, it not going out there anymore? Yeah, it's going out there occasionally. Simple ready? Simple? Simple ready. Radio. How, do you, how would you remember that? It's, it's pretty easy. simple, right? Yeah, simple. Hmm. Goodness gracious. And all they have to do is punch in WKTE, and it comes right up and adds to your favorites list. And we've got a website, too. Yeah, WKTE1090.com. Wow, and it's got, what, like 40-some thousand? Uh, what was our stats? Oh, 86,000. 86,000. Is that all? <clears throat> on the air, and then like 50-some thousand on the Internet. Wow. Yeah. You've gotten up here for a little, little radio station. That's right. You know why, don't you? Because everybody wants to be happy this day. Well, because we only play happy music. That's it. Beats music and oldies, and we've won some nice awards. Yeah, eight years in a row. Hopefully it'll be nine years in a row. Oh, it's coming up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You think they're going to let us have it one more time? I hope so. We've been doing pretty good there, yeah. yeah. And you won a nice award? Yeah, the Reader's Choice Announcer of the Year Award. Well, good for you. Thank you. Well, come back, and we'll see you next week. God bless you, and have a great day. Sam?